Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Schwarber goes to the Nationals and Liam Hendricks goes to the south side of Chicago. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We thank you very much for joining us today. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake. In California is Trevor. And behind the desk is Bug Bug Dude, the producer. He's wearing a purple I Love Baseball shirt. Jake is wearing a black John Boy Media shirt. Trev is wearing a white Women Belong in Sports shirt. And I am wearing a gray uh, Baseball is Fun hoodie. Trev's is a hoodie as well. My bad. Jake, how are you? James, great updates to start. Trevor, big baby David Mendelson on the ones and twos, and we are about to get funky. Baseball from cold in the streets to hot in the streets right quick. Liam Hendricks sits the market, and we'll talk about the importance of that coming up. I'm doing well wearing my all-black sleek outfit. I don't know if you've noticed I've been mixing this in. You like that? No, but... Trav, you should have seen Jake. You should have seen Jake yesterday. Fashion. Slim. My shoulders looked really dainty yesterday. Really dainty. Trevor, how are you? Was that some new like Instagram filter you put on or is that real life? How about you crushing that? Was that a D Rob hanger you just posted on Twitter? You put that to uh, I had to sometimes I have to put Dallas in his place on yeah. Twitter. So I think that was a Eovaldi hanger. Yankees, obviously. Let me let me just ask you guys, do you want the good news or the bad news? Yes. Yeah, I'm yes. just a fan of news. In what general. do you think Sugano's gonna do back uh <laughs> return? <laughs> no. I don't care because I only pay attention to one league. Major league. My baseball snob, but bad news is. I have an elusive gopher. Oh, I cannot. No. Oh my god! Guy. He's oh, tearing up my my grass, and I can't catch him. So that's the bad news. The good news: it's my eight year anniversary today with Olivia the wow. goat. Wow! I'll take Thank you, dudes. Happy anniversary! Thank you. We got a nice little day planned. We're Why gonna don't you do catch that gopher? Malibu. Yeah. You know, what? she's probably thinking, hey, um, honey, doing stuff in Malibu is great and all, but why don't you catch that damn gopher for my anniversary? She would like that for sure. <laughs> um, we're, do- we're doing, guess what we're doing? This is so romantic, you guys. I- you're doing, you're going to eat sushi off of her body and then she's going to do it to you? Don't, don't you dare talk about her like what that. What did I say I'm that you either. didn't like so I can correct it next time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just let him know what he said wrong. I feel like, have I done sushi off someone before? I think I have. Okay. Is that weird? So LA, bro. Yeah. Anyways, oh, we're going to have champagne. <laughs> <and oyster. laughs> well, let's you. eat Thanks sushi so off Jake. That'd be disgusting. Oh, I'm in. You guys just ruined my whole story. But yeah, it's champagne, love. Okay. Champagne and oysters on the beach. Watch the sunset. Wow. I mean. Baby Jake, nine months. Throw up some rose Imagine. petals. Imagine. Beautiful. Congrats on eight years, Trevor. Congrats on eight years, Trevor. I'm having a great day. A great day so far. Can't wait to talk baseball. It is a little hot in the streets. I don't want to say it's hot in the streets. It's warming. Okay. Katie and I are celebrating our 12-day anniversary. Congrats. Thank you, Jake. So catch that damn gopher. Yeah. It's, I don't know what it is, man. nuts over here. We got some good news to talk about. I'm excited about it. Uh, BBD, uh, you're doing well? I am. Thank you. Okay, great. Okay. Manfred tells teams to prepare for a 162-game season as scheduled. I'm going to put this in the like news but not news category that Manfred actually said it to the public is a step more than we had. It's still very much like pending all the rest of the stuff. He's still leaving the wiggle room. Like, of course he like is. prepare. But he has to. I'm not trying. This isn't like a yeah. bash man Fred's session right here. But obviously, a lot of stuff can happen. Like, three days ago was the worst day in U.S. history of the pandemic. So um, I, I think that they will start on time. A lot of people inside of baseball that I've asked don't think they will. Um, they don't, they have no other knowledge than I do. But I just think comparing it to, you know, football just ended college football just ended basketball started again kind of talked about it already but um it is news that manfred said this i think they will start on time i think it'll just be a weird starting point 
I like my idea that you go like they're not going to do this, but like you go ten percent capacity in April, then you just go twenty, you go twenty five, fifty, scale it up, and the when you get to October, like the first playoff game is one hundred percent, and it's just the energy is just yeah, bow with the bow. Um, I think, I mean, look, they have no choice but to say this and then execute because we just saw football have a complete season. We have basketball in the midst of a complete season. NCAA, they had a shit show of a season, so I guess they could look at that. Football kind of laughed in everyone's faces really hard. What's, What's that? Football laughed in everyone's faces really hard. Like the linemen wearing masks on the bench is hilarious. And just such like an F you to everyone. Like, oh, yeah, we were just breathing on that other dude's face on the other team. And we're in the huddle together. That For the last 10 minutes, we were in a huddle together, breathing heavy. But sitting on the bench casually, we'll mask up for the public. Like, it's such like a... Like, humans running into each like other a, for just three a, like, hours. Fuck you to everyone. Like, this is one big joke. <laughs> so, I don't know if baseball wants to go that route. I think in a lot of ways they want to copy football. And that way, I don't think they do. Um, I'm interested. But they will, Jimmy. You were kind of on this. I'm interested if if Manfred has kind of realized that they don't have a ton of leverage because, like, they literally played last year with the COVID condition. Yeah. So yeah. I I wonder I wonder if he's if you know he went around to the owners and he was like, guys, like we don't have a case. Like upcoming CBA, we could get more nasty if we want, but we've got no ground to stand on. Like, hey, let's roll it out. And, and they're like, hey, we want to wait till we can have fans in the stands. Well, we didn't do that last you year. Wanna, if you want to get really the only thing, yeah, that's what they want to say, but they can't say that. Yeah. Or if you want to get really twisted, they're just going to roll spring training as normal, wait for the first outbreak, and then they'll say, "Oh my God, what's going on? We got to figure something out." I don't think there's going to be fans a lot of spring training, which is a bummer. Although Florida and Arizona, if there's going to be two states that they don't care. Allow. Yeah, they don't care. And look, the Fired vaccine out. is getting rolled out, you guys. We're so freaking close, man. Did you hear that so uh, City Field is going to be a vaccine spot? Needles in arms. And they said even Yankees My fans are allowed to My mom already go. vaccinated. Like, let's Happy. go. BBD's dad's vaccinated. He gets uh, the second dose next week. Didn't you say he grew a second wiener? Ooh, that was, was a separate big? conversation. He had mm. that. He's yeah, proud he of that, that one. That was just from birth. He had that. I mean, you want to talk vac? You want to uh, talk in vaccines? We can oh, we can do that. Okay. This thing might cure cancer. Here we go. Sign me up. I'll send you guys the article. It's incredible. Let's Itch. go. Vaccinate me. I want six different vaccinations right now. I'll take them all. You probably have six already in you. To cure Small rabies. Pox, rabies. That's my biggest one. Tetanus. Six new ones. Okay. Okay. I don't know. If te- I, I don't know if any of the ones I said are vaccines. Moving on. Huge. That's exciting. The big news of the day got dropped on us last night. Liam Hendricks, the top reliever on the market. I think a lot of people would say that. I think it, some people may debate it, debate it, but I think it's fair to say he's a top guy in the For market. For this offseason. Well, yeah, on the market. Yes. Um, uh, To be signed. Signs with the White Sox. So that's exciting because it's another team that's going for it and doing – Good things. Actually, I kind of wish that was spread out a little and it wasn't just Padres, White Sox. Who's the third team? Who's the third team? Mets. Mets, yeah. But I'll take it. The contract, and anyone that's listened to any of the shows that we've talked baseball on, I love intricate contracts. And I actually like this one a lot, so I'll try to explain it best I can real quick. It's a. It's really weird because there's three years guaranteed and there's $54 million guaranteed, but in the first three years... He's going to make $39 million. That's guaranteed. Three years, he's on the White Sox for $39 million. Now, after the third year, he's going to get $15 million. It's either to not be a White Sox, White Sox, and then they slow roll the payments so their, so their AAV doesn't take a huge hit in that year. They just go like 555 for three years, I think it is. Or they say, you know what, Liam, we want you back. Fifteen million for this year, so it's fifty-four guaranteed million dollars to him, and three years. It's very interesting if they're like, we'd rather not take the hit on AAV, and we'll we'll see you later, and then he still gets paid out for three years. But um, what do you got on this, Jake? You made a video this morning on your Twitter account. You yeah, like it? I'm on I'm on the Bird app, as people are calling it. 
Uh, a, I like it, Jim. You're a big set the market guy, and we have the top player at their position going, which I'm hoping sets off the relief market. Liam Hendricks was the best reliever in this year's relief pool, so now you could start checking boxes below this. Uh, your Colomays, Brad Hands, whoever you want. Uh, maybe we'll circle back on them in a little bit. The contract's really fun, uh, and the White Sox basically took a play out of the NBA's playbook with that last year. Uh, the NBA has it where if you want to cut a guy, uh, Nix and Joakim Noah, how about that, uh, where you can spread out the remainder of the contract uh, over a three-year period. So, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see by the time we get to the end of this Liam Hendricks contract what he looks like because if you're going to give him the money anyways, do you want to keep him on the roster or – you know, would freeing up $10 million that season or whatever it might be be worthwhile to bring in a different player to the White Sox mix? So uh, happy Liam gets paid. Uh, I think when everyone saw those numbers initially, it was kind of a little bit like, whoa, especially yesterday I was feeling pretty low. I was wondering if guys were going to get paid. I was wondering if the White Sox were done. This makes sense. The other th- phrase I said is uh, uh, what, what's all these advanced teams do? Tightening the margins, sharpening the margins. It's uh, kissing the margins. It's I I don't know. It's like a loser business phrase that the Astros use. You get better every step of the way. So they go from column A to Hendricks. Makes a lot of sense. Column A is Trevor always referenced. I mean, he was good last year, but you're playing with fire almost every appearance. Uh, so man, happy Hendricks gets paid. This is a real payday, man. I mean, you know, four for fifty four. However you, how however you want to dice up the money. I mean. That's a real contract, especially for a reliever when I don't think relievers are getting a lot of big paydays like this anymore. Highest paid reliever by AAV, average annual value, should be salary, in baseball history. Is that true with the fourth year? I don't know how— I think if they don't pick up that fourth year, because it retroactively is applied to the previous years of the contract, like spread evenly. Because, like, Chapman makes more— I think if they don't pick that up, then every year I guess if they like don't pick up million. the fourth, then it yeah. ends up. Yeah, so it's, it gets I more didn't, quirky. Someone tweeted it. Yeah. Trevor. It's up there. I, I love – I mean, I love it. Look, I know, I've know i known Liam since he was a young lad, a young Australian lad in the Twins yeah. organization. I saw him get DFA'd. I think someone even was writing me on Twitter. I was starting at shortstop during his first ever appearance in the big leagues. So we go way Tough. back, and he's worked for this. And, yes, this is a – awesome payday for him i think up until this point he's made around 12 million so he's already going to surpass that his first year uh in this contract 54 guaranteed and really when you look at the numbers i mean over the last two years he's been one of the better relievers in all of baseball um and i don't you know there's been some things he he, he changed his pitch repertoire he stopped with a two seam went with the four seam up in the zone which you see a lot of guys doing and we watched him this postseason when he had that ballsy appearance against the Astros when he was pumping 98 on like back to back to back days. 49. I mean, pitches. the guy, the guy is all that. Like that's who he is. Um, he's he believes he's the best player on the field when he's out there. He's come out and said that. I know that that that, that is his mentality. Even when he wasn't the best player on the field, he thought it. And that's kind of what you have to do. Uh, but like I said, the last two years have been incredible. An all-star in 2019. And then last year, he got Cy Young and MVP votes. So this is much. It's a much bigger contract than I thought he was going to get. Trevor May got two years, 16 with the Mets, something around there. And this blew that out of the water. Have, now, have his stats been uh, better than Trevor's the last couple of years? Yes. But to go this high, I mean, the White Sox wanted him, and they went out and got him. And uh, I think it's it's great for both him and the White Sox. I was just looking at their bullpen, who's in it, and I didn't really recognize many names besides uh, Crochet, the lefty, and him. Those are really the only guys I know. It's not a ton of household names. Aaron Bummer should probably get on more baseball yeah. Baseball radars. He's pretty good. I, I think, Bummer. you know, Marshall getting there. You'd like – you'd as – you know, this team is now one of the favorites in the AL. You'd probably like one more bullpen arm. We'll see how the rest of the market sorts out. But, uh, yeah, man, and I, I don't know. The other funny kind of thought I had in my head, because, Trev, you're right. There was almost this weird 
reliever free agent moment where it was like, okay, Trinan gets two for 17, May gets two for 15. You know, a lot of those guys are really well liked. The the Hendricks story isn't normal per se, how much he's been DFA'd and what he's doing now. Um, and I think we haven't said this phrase in a while. Whenever you're telling your GM to go sign your player, sign LeMayhew, sign Springer, guess what? Your GM probably wants to sign them. But it goes back to the owner. And how about Reinsdorf, man? I, I think this kind of has the feel where we're we're getting away from kind of the traditional closers. It's supposed to be all hands on deck. Reinsdorf, he went out and he got his guy in Larusa. I, I think, you know, the GM said, hey, we need another arm in the bullpen. We want a closer. And Reinsdorf said, yeah, go pay that man. So good. Good for I mean, baseball. If, if- if you just look at this guy's stats, I got his baseball reference page up right now. Before 2019, Liam was very much so an average pitcher in the big leagues. Uh, so his velo increased. His strikeout per nine went from right around, you know, you could say he probably averaged nine strikeouts per nine. The last two years has been 13.1. That's a huge jump. He's limited homers. Uh, down from averaging about one per nine down to 0.5 per nine. Like he's done everything better the last two years and he's gotten paid because of it. Adjustments are the key in baseball and he was able to do it at age, his age 30 season, man. So like, you know, the guys that you might've given up on, like all, all it takes is one thing for it to click. And then all of a sudden you're sitting on a four year 54 being called the best reliever, one of the best relievers in the game. So, is he a spin rate guy? I, I think he is. I know I read an article about how he went and changed from throwing sinkers to throwing the four seamer a ton more. Yeah, I mean, his, yeah, his, his graph, he was sinker, was his biggest, was his most popular pitch. In 2016, it was basically like, you know, those were his number two fastball sinker. That was his repertoire. And then he just completely ditched the sinker. 17 and then that's when he took off started taking off so awesome. I mean we, we all watched that game against the Astros and the gutsy ass performance man that was awesome so his spin rate last season was 2,445 huge fastball or curveball fastball same pitch um, for his curveball it was 2,250 so that's not that's that's not I that would good. say that's that's around league average, right? Uh, yeah, it's average. You want, to be, you want to be higher to 3,000. Yeah. But when he, he throws cheese and he's got like a really short arm action, when you watch him pitch, you know, he's not a big guy. Uh, and he, But he comes off the mound. He's got big freaking legs. Mm. And it looks like he hides the – I mean, I have faced him. Uh, not the last couple years where he's changed, but he not does hard. hide the ball well. And if he's hiding that ball and he's throwing it at the letters, and it's just – it's a tough pitch to hit. He's he, figured that out, man. He's in Jimmy's book, not in your book. Uh, the other thing, he uh, uh, again, I'm sure there's probably advanced stats to look this up. He, you know, we're going through all the things of pitching, spin rate, how hard you throw, probably. Blah, blah. He dots yeah. pitches pretty nasty. He's uh, he's yeah. one of my favorite dotters. He he can pick a spot and hit it. And uh, we have some White Sox people in the chat also noting uh, Hoyer and a couple other guys in the bullpen. And I'll take this as a friendly reminder. Uh, we haven't said this in a while. You guys know your team better than us, so if you've got some White Sox bullpen takes, come tweet at us. I know uh, some Mets fans weren't happy about the way Poppy was talking about J.D. Davis's defense the other day, so you guys know your team better than us. We just talk. I make fart jokes. Trevor's hot. Jimmy, He it depends on the day. He'll come at you. He'll make a joke. He's cute. Pretty Liam, eyes. Liam's from Perth, Australia. You have been yes, to yes. Australia. Not nah, per- Perth's like an it's not an island, but it's kind of an island because Coast, like baby. it's like there's the whole Western Australia is the outback. So it's kind of like a bunch. It's like you know he's the craziest. He's of the like craziest. the Australians' crazy weirdos. Yeah. Like they grew up in Perth. We used to have a ton of Australians in the Twins organization. Luke Hughes, another former A, mm. that and they were all from Perth. Yeah, little baseball community over there. And now I think I mean Liam has got to be. The highest earning uh, Australian. Ooh. So me and Liam, only, me and Liam, only two people in this conversation that have played baseball in Australia. I've been invited is to Delman go play in Young the Australian here? Is Delman Nor- Young in the Patreon right now? Uh, North Sydney Bears represent NSBs. Del's there right now. He's he's in Australia. So 
Okay. All right. I, it's a great deal. Uh, what the market, what the effects that this has, Jake, Brad Hand, um, Rosenthal, Archie Bradley, uh, who else is out there right now that is like top of this list? Well, uh, a funny thing I did see some White Sox fans commenting was because uh, <laughs> when this contract came out, you got a little bit. Uh, the first time in a while for baseball that some people were like, that's a lot of money for yeah. a guy. And I saw some White Sox fans saying, so wait, we didn't want Brad Hand for one for ten? Because that is a lot rest- less risk. <laughs> that's a lot less risk for a guy who's had a better career. So uh, interesting scope. We don't normally go there on this show because get paid, get laid. Ooh. Kirby Yates, Cahill, Colin Rosenthal. Yeah. There's a lot of guys out there. Speaking of the Brad Hand, if you will remember, the Indians DFA'd Brad Hand instead of paying him the $10 million, and they didn't trade for him. And it was like, well, that means Brad Hand's going to get less than $10 million because you could have got him for $10 million. Kind of pivots us into the Schwarber deal because the Cubs got rid of Schwarber, and they could have got him for how much? I think it was $8 million. $8 The Cubs could have got Schwarber for $8 million, they didn't even DFA and trade him or try to trade him. They just straight up said, nah. So that would lead you to believe they think he's not worth $8 million and they don't think anyone else thinks he's worth $8 million. Wrong. Schwarber signs with the Nationals for $10 million. So it seems like the Cubs could have traded him and got a player in return in $8 million, unless the Nationals would rather pay $10 million, not lose a prospect. It's exactly what it is, Jim. But still, it's just weird. It is weird, and we talk about prospects all the time. What are they worth? Prospect capital now is is you yeah. know worth a lot to these organizations. I I get that you have to have your farm system and develop from within, but I am not on the prospect capital as much as these teams are. Uh, but it is interesting that you know I don't know if the number was eight million dollars, but he was going to be in arbitration where like the numbers his comps were right around there. Um, so it could have been higher, could have been lower. Um, but I think that the Nationals uh, are also se- seeing the market and saying there's not a lot of teams acting. Uh, the weird thing for them is the NL East is the best division in baseball right now. So now they're making some of these smaller moves. And does it put them over the top of the Mets and the Braves? Like, I, I don't know. They still have the, they still have the three-headed monster. Hmm. So they seem to uh, to think that they can compete and continue to do it. Heaps. And we love that. We love that here. Uh, like a half-important distinction to, to wipe, like a little bit of the egg off the Cubs' face on it. He, he Technically, Schwarber's salary this year is only $7 million, and it's a $3 million buyout for year two. It's $11 million mm-hmm. well, That's, like, that's way two. different. So it's, he gets $10 million guaranteed. I'll put an egg on their face. They've been trading. It wipes a little egg. They've been trading for 18-year-olds all offseason. Go get one 18-year-old from the Nats and see if it happens. Um, Fun for the Nats, man. I mean, if you're a Nats fan, you talk yourself into my favorite Scott Van Pelt phrase, how good is your good? If you get Josh Bell's best, if you get Schwarber's best, Trey Turner, I mean, that top four of the lineup is nasty. Uh, Or, hey, flip a coin with Bell and Schwarber if you get one good year out of all of them. You got a lineup starting, so uh, I, I like it. I, I mean, I it's Soto needed protection so bad after Rendon was gone, and you know, you, you, Schwarber's going to play left field now. That's what they have him listed as, because I think he's much better in left field. Um, does that mean Soto's going to move to right? Soto's going to play right. I'll I'll look it up because I know we got the sticklers watching us now. I mean, there's no reason to think he. He can't play right field. I want to get the numbers on it. He's he's played only six games there, so yeah. Someone I mean, so what? And neither of those guys are amazing defensively. So is Robles just going to track every ball down? And I think Robles does have good defensive numbers, putting him in a tight spot. Um, and I don't know. Again, this is where the defensive metrics. Some Cubs fans say Schwarber's not as bad as we've watched some Schwarber. I forget if it was in the office one day or whatever it is. He's. If a play is to be made, he makes it. He's got a great arm. He can catch it. He has a good arm. He's obviously not athletic, and I think when you start going into you know the advanced defensive metrics, he's not covering ground. So it's one of those. Yes, he's not gonna he's not gonna grade out well. It's not if there's a fly ball to left, it's not hold your breath time. Uh, I think you can say that he's done a lot of work to make himself like not a disaster. Better, yeah. Uh, so again, it. 
and the realm of defensive left fielders, you're going to find a lot better than Kyle Schwarber. But they're trying to get 40 homers out of that bat, and it's not crazy because he hit 38 in 2019, if that stat's right, trying to remember off the top of my head. Said it in the office confidently this morning. BBD's nodding yes. Bang. I want them to get real Mudo. When you talk about competing in the NL East, I think the two teams it's going to come down to are the Phillies and the Nats. Their lineup... Just in the just in the Mets, and the Braves. They got uh, forgetting Real Muto. Oh, oh, okay. Forgetting okay. Real Muto. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah, sorry. Um, I was like, because wow. they like some of the guys in their lineup. They like Turner, Soto, Bell, Schwarber. Obviously, don't need to go there. They love Robles. Carter Keyboom is supposed to take over a third big prospect for them. Kaboom. Um, and they have Luis Garcia too, who's twenty years old, top prospect in their organization. He got some rum along with Starlin Castro. So you kind of have the pieces there. The one guy, I mean, Jan Gomes is supposed to be their starting catcher this year, and you know, Jan's solid, but. But he, he doesn't move the needle Give me real Mudo on that team Because like Jimmy started off with I mean, it's the three-headed monster If Scherzer, Corbin, and uh, uh, Strasburg If those guys shove Like, yes, the Nats are a really good team uh, If those guys are getting hurt Then they're kind of weak So, interested to see what they do What a division, though, seriously Oh, my I mean, God th- The rest of the divisions are, you know one team's good, very top heavy, and now we look at the NL East, and f- all five teams are good. One you know, the, the Marlins made the playoffs last year. They got a bunch of young, good pitching. One of and the Phillies. Mets. The Phillies are the worst team, and I, I like, still believe in the Phillies. That maybe I'm crazy, but one of the Mets. The Phillies are your worst team. That's that's good. One of the Mets, Phillies, Braves. And Nats is going to finish either fourth or fifth place in their division. That's going to be a lot of money down the tubes. I didn't ask this. Uh, I asked how Hendricks affected the reliever market, Trev. Are Twins fans watching the White Sox? And have they have they had a reaction yet? Um, are Twins fans? You know, last year the Twins were by and large the best team in that division, and I think. Easily, and they won. Um, they may not be anymore, and I don't know. What's the what's what do you think? How do you think the Twins are feeling watching this unfold? They still have a great team, of, but yeah, I follow some of the beat writers and the you know bloggers that that, that really are in depth uh, with the Twins, and they're a little shook, and they should be. I think the Zips projections already have the White Sox outperforming the Twins. Um, and the Twins have lost some people. They haven't brought Nelson Cruz back yet. I, I assume that's inevitable. But who knows? Maybe he goes somewhere else. And I think if that happens, I don't think anyone's catching the White Sox. And the Twins, I think the Twins need to make some moves. There's still a ton of guys out there. Time is running out. Uh, but as we stand right now, I think that there's no doubt that the White Sox are the favorite in the Central. And... And could be the favorite in the American League. I, I I don't I mean who's the other team that you would say on paper matches up better than or with the White Sox that, that can play with them? It's Yankees and Rays. I don't I I'm off on the Rays right now. But the Rays are going to Rays last year. I don't know. Rays are going to Ray. As it stands, the Yankees shouldn't really be making a lot of lists. Offense, yeah, is great. I don't, I don't know if the they, Yankees they don't have, are top. literally until the Yankees finish the offseason and we see where they finish. They they currently don't have a rotation that a single person is scared of. Who are the good AL teams right now? It seems like the NL has all the good teams: the Dodgers, the Padres, the Braves, the Mets. I mean, like we can go on and on, but the AL you're looking A's, at A's, like, White Sox, Twins, Rays, Yankees, Houston, Houston. Are still there, you know, but but I get what you're saying. They're they yeah. all. I mean, White Sox are like the only good team interested in spending real money to improve the roster right now. Yeah, they got Lance Lynn earlier this offseason. You forget about that. Their rotation's pretty nice. They've got the bonus young guys that could be really good. I mean, Kopech went miss missing last year. He took himself out of the season. He didn't go missing. We found. Him. I think he was on milk cartons and stuff. Um, There's a whole big well, thing. Google him. He's got some life stuff going on. Um. Trev, I like what you said. Let's 
if you could assume Nelson Cruz is going back, which isn't locked up, but it makes a lot of sense. That lineup is still disgusting. I mean, you put Kirilov in uh, Rosario's spot, and I mean, again, they've they've got some young guys. Does Jeffers and Garver a catcher's a pretty nice situation? Is Brent Rook or something real? How about this Twins deep dive getting me hard? Um, I'd like to see them do something else, Trev. I mean, make a splash. Maeda, Barrios, Pineda, Dobnak, Smeltzer right now. Bring Odo back, you know? It'll be interesting to see what they do. And speaking of, you said they got you hard. The only team that gives, you know, Boner City in the AL, if you look at their roster, is the White Sox. I'm not excited about anybody's roster in the AL besides the White Sox right now. Now, do I have my twins, you know, feelings? Like, Yeah, a little bit, but they got rid of my guy, Rosie. They need Nelson back big time, and I, they need another pitcher. You know, they, they, need, they need another pitcher. Uh, they lost Trevor May out of the bullpen. Like, let's go fill some of these spots, and then we can talk about, you know, the Twins being, you know, towards the top of the AL again. But right now, it's, it really seems like the White Sox and everybody else. Wow. Which is good for them. That happened so quick. Are you kidding me? What, two years? And well, they've been rebuilding boat. for a while. It just, like, it, it took some of the prospects and some of the people to get there because you, you're not going to go get all the free agents to supplement the homegrown talent until the homegrown talent actually blossoms. And it took a couple of years afterwards. So it has been on a slow path, but it, it, now that they, they blossomed and they're filling it with talent, it, it does feel quick. I, I get that as well. And man, remember how hard they went to for Machado and uh, Kenny Williams gave that press conference and he's like, we had the best offer. And then Same Machado, with Corbin, right? Machado was kind of like, not really. Um, and, yeah, I mean, hey, that Machado money, you know, did that turn into Yasmani Grandal, Adam Eaton, Lance Lynn, Liam Hendricks? You know, it, it's how you divvy up the money. Uh, I, I understand what you guys are saying on paper, and, hey, maybe this is just pure Yankees bias coming out, and I do expect them to do some follow-up moves, but the Yankees have also won, you know, in 2019 they won 100-something games. They were still good last year. Yeah, you know. but right now they don't have any pitching. It's Garrett Cole, and then no one else that any fan of any other team would be like, ooh. Uh, if, you know, Domingo Herman can be that guy with, like, one good start, like the last time Se- they saw So could Seve, but it's super question marks. Yeah, no, it's it's true. But it's it, like, They need, like, it's at like least Kluber. three guys to go the right way. Yeah, expecting, like, bragging about Seve would be like a team bragging about Kluber right now. Like, he hasn't been healthy nor pitched well for two years. Some age stuff different there. Uh, in- injuries different. all the same. Two different arm injuries and has whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's similar enough. I don't think I don't think you can brag about anyone besides Colt right now in the Yankee staff. Brag, yes. Yeah. Uh, speaking of shitty stuff, MLB loses two guys that want to come to the U.S. to play – in the highest tier baseball league there is. Sugano from Japan, and what's the other guy from, was it China, Taipei, or Korea? Do you know what I'm talking about? In the notes, we lost it. There's another player that tried to come over. Well, came over, saw what U.S. teams had to offer, and went back to Japan and or, I'm blanking on this guy's name, Korea or China, Taipei, I forget, Taiwan. Which isn't a good look, Trev. I know that when we had was it um, Kyler who wanted Murray who wanted who was choosing between baseball and football, it was like a very easy decision for him to choose football because he gets paid right away and can play right away, and that's kind of not the best look for baseball. You want to be a place that entices big time talent to choose you over other other places. That's a different sport. Now MLBs can't even do it with other leagues, so. It just sucks to, like, he's been the best in Japan for five years. He wants to come over, Trev, and no one will even give him any shot, so he's going to go get the same money to play in Japan. It's just, I understand what you're going to say, Trev, that maybe he's not good enough to come over, (laughs) but he was good enough to come over and at least get a shot. And if we're not, if, if the MLB isn't the top destination anymore because they won't pay anyone, that's a really bad look. Like, is Tanaka just going to turn and go back? He's... 32 and like in the top five free agent pitchers available this year, and you're just going to lose him to Japan because no one's paying any money. It's a bad look. I I I get the Kyler situation is that's so much different because 
you know, he's from America and, you know, he got to choose between two professional sports and two professional sports leagues. I think he made the right decision because nobody wants to play in the minor leagues. It sucks. And he would have had to, and it's very hard to be a hitter. You know, you have to, you have to go if you want to be a hitter and make it to the big leagues. The guys coming from Japan and Taiwan, it's a little bit different. I, I just think teams, they didn't, they don't value them as much as a team in Japan values him. He's been the best pitcher in the league in, in Japan for a while. He's not going to be the best pitcher in the league in the U S and they're just weighing like, what's, what's the what's in it for us i mean we're going to sign this guy and not only do we have to you know sign and pay money we have to provide an interpreter and there's a lot of things that go along with signing an international free agent like that and i think you know there what I, I from what i've read there was offers but just not as much as he was going to get back in japan and good for him he played the system right i'll yeah, post good for him. i'll see and i'll see what they have to offer but if i don't have to leave my country and I can be comfortable. I can dominate this league here and make more money. Of course I'm going to stay. Yeah, and Trev, I mean, there's there's something to be said there about comfort level and, all right, I'll run it back. But there's also something to be said, you know, I'm sure Sugano's a pretty competitive cat if he's that good at baseball that, you know, he wanted to see it at, in, in Major League Baseball. And the, the rumors I heard, which, again, Jakey, Jakey deep cuts in baseball, was that he basically got offered the same contract. So it was it was baseball saying, well... You could play here or there, same thing, kind of doing a, a little chicken dance with him. Well, then he didn't want it. Because well, no, guess who Trev? wanted it? Otani wanted it because he took a, a big pay cut to come to the U.S. That was he could have waited one more year and, and signed for a bunch more money. But he wanted it. But that was Don't also tell me kind this guy wanted to come over and got offered the same thing and then didn't come over. He didn't want it. That was also kind of dumb on his end, Trev. Uh, because it, it, it was, it was. Me, um, Kikuchi, who's got one speaking of weird contracts, Jimmy loves Kikuchi. Uh, but I think it basically broke down to three for 48 baseline. So Sugano, who basically had a better reputation than Kikuchi, went from Kikuchi got three for 48 with a bunch of stuff attached to it to Sugano allegedly getting rumored around four for 40. So good for him for standing on his laurels and trying, trying to get you Trev. That's a rumor. I I can't confirm that, but how about, how about this Trev? I know from a skill standpoint, you have somewhat of a point. If baseball wants to become international and grow the game and they want to go play games in London to get new fan bases, all the other leagues, when someone's, Clearly, you know how we talk about there's guys that are better than MLB level, like, you know, Clemens, Pedro in their prime, Griffey, Bonds, Trout. Like, you know, if they could age out of MLB to a super, super lar, then they would age out. Well, all these other leagues, Japan, Taiwan, Korea, wherever, if a guy's aging out of that league, he should come given be given the chance to play in the U.S. and MLB because then what? You're going to have fucking hundreds of thousands of Japanese fans Watching this guy's games. There's no better way to grow the game than taking the best talent from around the world and at least letting them sink or swim. So I understand in a normal time period, I think any time period besides the last four years, he gets a better money to come play in the U.S. because the league is worth more money <laughs> and more profitable. So I just think it's like a, if you want to grow the game, if you want to become international, not being able to afford foreign talent because you're currently being cheaper than leagues that make less money than you, that's a bad look. I, I think individually, the owners don't care about growing the game. Like they want to well, maximize their profit and win here. They don't want to overpay. If the league was offering to say, was was saying, hey, if you sign an international free agent, we'll pay for half of it to grow the game. Then yeah, that's a different story. But these individual owners, they don't. That's not their first, you know, priority. But speaking of this, you know, you're talking about leveling up, getting out of the league. And this has been talked about for a long time. And we call this the World Series. Is it really the World Series? No, because it's American and Canadian franchises or one Canadian franchise. But how cool would that be if the winner of the, what is it, the JBL? What's the Japanese league? KBO? I'm such a small snob. That's, that's Korean. NPB. NPB. NPB versus MLB, champion versus champion. That's a World Series. That would be awesome. We kind of get that with the World Cup. I love the World Cup. When is that coming back? Are we 
BBD is my World yeah, Cup. World, World Baseball Classic World Baseball is what I'm classic. talking about. Oh, oh, we're talking footy. It's ready to talk Pulisic. Um, but that's an interesting idea to grow the game. I, they would never do that because once you're done winning the World Series in America, you're just done. But it'll be fun to do that. Trev, here's what I'll say. This this guy, his his best, best case scenario was Tanaka. We've talked a lot of Tanaka on this show. You know, he, he had a real... Depend if he comes back, Tanaka was a really solid MLB pitcher. Um, you know, and then everything below that is is the risky run. You know, Kikuchi's been knocked around pretty badly. Had a good FIP last year for all my FIPPers out there. Uh, so we'll see if he turns it around. But Trev, we're gonna be here in June, and we'll be talking about the Angels. We'll be talking about Texas Rangers. We'll be talking about a myriad of teams and saying like, ah, they could use a starting pitcher, and like that, that guy could have been him, and and that's. I think what Jimmy said about the international thing and growing the game, I think all the money stuff involved. I mean, this guy, we should be talking about this guy pitching for the Toronto Blue Jays and be like, hey, could be good, could stink. Let's see it. Um, and the other guy was uh, Sung Bum Na, which, uh, hey. Sung Bum? Yeah, I mean, it's tough. That trans- that's a tough translation. Guy couldn't play in any town near New York. so Sung maybe Bum? That- Sung yeah. Bum. That's Gary Sanchez's look, nickname telling, in New York City. Yeah, I got some bum behind the plate. <laughs> if you're telling me this guy got that's offered the same to play in Japan or MLB, that's on him then, dude. Like I said, he didn't really. No, that's come. because you're. No, uh, I understand you're a baseball snob, but if that's the way you, if you want ownership to be like, well, you want to play for the best, you got to take a pay cut, like. You want to get these people over and to play for them. I mean, this dude well, is going to... It's not a pay cut. Same pay. Whatever. He's going to move his entire less, family. He's not going to be... He's no BT. That's what I'm trying to say. It's the same reason DJ's not getting so anything. So, Trevor, what He's if... worth more to the Yankees. Sugano is worth more to a Japanese franchise than he is to an MLB Trevor, franchise. Trevor, what if I told you you could get the same contract you got with John Boy Media, but you'll be with the the number one TV station in Japan? They're huge. They get billions of eyes on them every day. What? But then you have to move your family to Japan. You have to go to a new country. Like, kind of screw that. I I get it. I'm just saying, let's not talk about this guy having this fiery competitive side wanting to come see if he's the best of the best because he clearly doesn't have that. <laughs> like, if he wanted to do that, he would have came over. He could have that and be a good businessman as well. Yeah, I think if you're going to come to the country that's still suffering deaths from the pandemic, um, that could have had a and, lot to do with, with the family. family. You, you want a little bit of a pay raise. I remember at one point reading a. Uh, some, some report that he was very concerned about coming to America with how much different it's been handled here than in Japan. That's hundred percent. So I respect take a pay that. Raise yeah. to come over, do the risk. I respect that. Well, I just think it's, I just think it's kind of a bad look for baseball um, that they won't pay anyone. And like, if like, you know, Tanaka goes back, it's like, well, you're really isolating the game. You know what I always find interesting? I've talked to you this about this before. You know, if a Japanese pitcher comes over and pitches for an American team, a lot of the Japanese market is going to watch and cheer for him, you know? I guess, hold on, I might have answered my own question because baseball is one of the most popular sports in Japan. I was thinking, like, if there's, like, a U.S. guy on some Australian professional cricket team, the U.S. doesn't, like, go cheer him on. But I guess cricket's not popular in the U.S., so I don't know. It would be... Is there any U.S. Like players? A soccer player. Are there yeah, U.S. players in? Polisic. Polisic. He's in the He's Premier the League. Yeah. And American audiences follow him and like him? I mean, kind of. It's kind of weird because if you're an American that's into the EPL, you probably have a team. So you're still locked into the team. But I, and, I think and that's you our fourth, for him. That's our fourth sport. You know, it's not like that's our top sport. I would say fifth even. Fifth, yeah. Drinking, partying, football, baseball. Um, and again, Trev on on the baseball front, me and Jimmy just coming at you because you think these guys stink. Uh, no, I mean it, you're flipping it. We are talking spending money and kind of flipping a coin with these guys because you know I I was looking at uh Bum Nas numbers before and obviously they look good, but he's got a decent amount of strikeouts. So if that guy can't handle fastballs over ninety four, 
you know, you're talking you just signed a guy with a a batting average that starts with a 1 potentially. So, I get the risk uh at the same time, I mean, you know, Kwang Hyun Kim for St. Louis who came over, he's got some funk going on and we'll see how the rest of his career comes out, but I mean, that dude has dropped dick for St. Louis. Um and his his numbers from the KBO are worse uh than Sugano's. And you you just want as much good talent in Major League Baseball. I agree. Some bum. <laughs> Aaron Bummer? I mean, yeah. The best talent is in the MLB, dude. We have global talent. It comes. I mean, of any sport, it's by far the most globally inclusive. Do you see that? Basketball's getting there. MLB Instagram posted uh, the number, the quantity of players from each country the other day. It was kind of a cool post. I did not. The Dominican just crushing it, too. But it's also, I mean, the USA obviously is still crazy number one. And when you talk about being inclusive, I mean, you know, I think more rosters could be filled out with international guys, but it's also just easier with the USA guys. So you wonder if there's something they can do there. But yeah, but dude, that's MLB. If you look at Got you know, it. just organization wide, USA. That gap is- 943 yeah. players. DR, 137. Venezuela in third Venny, place. yeah. Venezuela, third place with 100. Yeah. Cuba, 29. What a come up. Well, that's... The, and, Trev, this uh, this is the perfect point because you talk about your all-Cuban team. Like, to come to Cuba and come to the MLB, you're thinking you're going to be a pro. You're not going to be the 12th man utility guy, which there's probably a bunch of guys in Cuba that could do that if they wanted Trev, more Colombians or Canadians in MLB? Hmm. hmm. There's not a ton. There's not a ton of Colombians. Um, hmm. I would say they're right on par with each other. Wow! <laughs> Tried what? to trick you, and you bet you on green. You got it. They're tied. Same amount. Eleven no. up. That was impressive. Trevor Kluf. That's more Canadians than I thought were in the league. Oh, I thought there was only like seven. It's a hell of a job oh by you. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know baseball. I'm yeah. the best. There is this. Come on, guys. Bud over there? I say that all the time. All right. What about China and Honduras? China has one. I don't know about Honduras. Also one. <laughs> Can't. Come on. Germany has one. Look, I'm. who's the one Chinese player? I, I don't even know. Um, <laughs> you just knew there was one. The one I knew there was one. Player. Yeah, I don't know. His, I don't know who it is and what his what his name is. But you know, it's not MLB's international <laughs> in its players. It's not international in its popularity necessarily. Where basketball is international in its popularity, soccer is international in its popularity. Baseball's still working to get there. You know, I think there's a few places. You know, you go to Japan, you go down to South America. Obviously, it's very popular, but Europe doesn't care at all about baseball. So they're still working on that. They're working hard. I'm trying to figure out who the like Chinming Lin. Lin. Who? Suey Lin. Oh, okay. Where's he from? Red Sox stunner. Oh, it says oh. he's from Taiwan. BB. Well, but I'm gonna say, yeah, but, he's not. Well, no. Google. It's Taiwan, uh, and then the other part of the island is like China, Taipei, which technically is China, but it's technically not China. It's a whole thing. It's kind of like Northern Ireland is part of the UK, but But they've got Taiwan on here. It says three from Taiwan. Because China, Taipei is Taiwan. I don't know. I'm just The Chinese political situation is very confusing. I love when (laughs) BBD gets political on me. China. Let's deep dive into China. 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 Stop. I don't ever want to hear that. All right. I mean, the other news we have on here is that Tommy Lasorda passed away, one of the greater baseball lives out there. Um, Got to witness the 2020 World Series, which uh, Robert said, like, you know, he just wanted to see him win one. So that's awesome. I mean, you have any Tommy stories, Trev? Did you ever cross his path or any player cross his path that told you a funny story? If you're a baseball player in L.A., you have a Tommy Lasorda story. So it's kind of the person he was, you know, even if you didn't make it to the big leagues, you know, just around the amateur circuit, your high, your high school, you know, colleges, scout ball, all that stuff. Like he was always around, man. Like I remember playing in a, a tournament uh, in orange County 
and Tommy Lasorda's there, and it's a you know he makes it a big deal when he shows up. He's Tommy Lasorda, like he's he loves you know garnering attention. So like I remember playing the game, all of a sudden Tommy Lasorda's watching the game, and there's no noise, so you just hear Tommy Lasorda telling stories while you're playing a baseball game. It was it was pretty cool. Um, I'm, I've got to meet him a bunch, um, but any play, like I said, any player in LA is going to have. Uh, some sort of Tommy the sort of story. So it was. Uh, it's a sad day for LA. They lit the whole, all the important uh, landmarks, uh, Dodger blue for him. He's synonymous with the way that, you know, Magic Johnson is synonymous with the Lakers. It's it's Dodgers Tommy the sort of. He's on par with a Vin Scully. And and when you think of that franchise, you think of Tommy the sort of. And he has some hilarious moments in his career. I mean. Everyone always remembers the Vlad Guerrero bat throw in the All-Star game where he put the chest protector on after getting hit. I mean, he seems he seemed to be like a character. You ever heard uh, when he goes off on um, Kurt Bavakwa? Have you ever heard that soundbite? So <laughs> I'll just play it. It's a minute long. I'll play it for you. It's amazing audio. It's... Um, um, so the Dodgers beamed Lefebvre and Barack Bavacqua. Two hard names. Yeah. Baracqua. Bavacqua. Bavacqua and Lefebvre of the Padres. And they kind of talked shit about Tommy in their postgame press conferences. And the next day they asked Lasorda about it. Copyright. So Bavacqua was quoted as saying the guy they should have found was the guy who ordered uh, the person to throw at Joe, and I think he calls him that fat man over there. <laughs> Tough. It's not lying. That that fat little Italian in yeah, there is what he called him. Live there. <laughs> this is what Tommy said. Think about it. I think that is very, very bad for that man to make an accusation like that. That is terrible. I have never, ever, since I've managed, ever told a pitcher to throw at anybody, nor will I ever. And if I ever did, I certainly wouldn't make him throw at a fucking 130 hitter like LaFay or fucking Bavacqua, who couldn't hit water if he fell out of a fucking boat. And I guarantee fucking to you this, when I pitched, and I was going to pitch against a fucking team that had guys on it like Bavacqua, I sent a fucking limousine to get the cocksucker to make sure he was in the motherfucking lineup because I kicked that cocksucker's ass any fucking day in a week. <laughs> He's a fucking motherfucking big mouth, I'll tell you that. Speaking the truth, baby. It's all time, man. He's all time. Oh, the MLB Network, give them a shout out. They they rolled a it's a like eight minute clip if you haven't watched it. I mean, some of the umpire stuff is hysterical. I was, you know, and like you know, me and Jimmy grew up on Joe Torre, Italian American manager, showed all the emotions out there. Tommy kind of did it in the other way. I mean, there was highs, there was anger, there was silliness, there was seriousness. Um, I mean, the, the umpire quote where he, they showed a bunch of delay tactics he used to use to get his relievers more pitches, so he was asking the umpire what he thought he should do. So the umpire says, I'd bring in the righty, and he goes, well, I'm bringing in the lefty. And, I, I mean, it's just it, it's grade-A stuff all around. And I the, the number that always gets me is when I hear, you know, you hear someone's been in NFL for 40 years or they've been they've been in baseball for 50 years they lived you know a baseball life Tommy Lasorda 71 years in the Dodgers organization <laughs> that's that's crazy that's 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 uh double double our lives with uh with even more how do you respond if you're Bavacqua actually there's a video that says like Bavacqua's thoughts on his passing so I'll watch that on my own time because I don't want to play another soundbite but uh I don't know how long it is but uh, if, if I was pitching against him, I'd send a limousine to make sure he's in the box that night. <laughs> it's great. That's good. It's really good. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Right the, there. the other good, I, f- I forget who it was on MLB Network. I think it was the Dodgers uh, owner or president, Stan, Stan Karsten, Trev. Am I getting that right? Something like that. Um, they were like, yeah, the other the other thing was like, you knew a good Italian restaurant in the United States if it had a picture of Sinatra on the wall. I forget who the second was. It might have been Bill Clinton or someone, and it was like, and Tommy Lasorda. <laughs> well, I was going to say Kennedy, but he's Irish. I think he's still beloved, whatever. Yeah. 
Dimaggio? Yeah, Tommy Tommy was just a legendary LA figure and like he's one of those guys. You walked anywhere in Los Angeles, anywhere, people are all over him. It's one of those guys, man. He really like you said 70 something years in the organization. We should have hit up uh tough loss. Matty Lowe. Didn't Matty Lowe watch a like a whole World Series game with him this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the suite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. All right. Some ancillary stuff here at the end. Rusty Castillo go signs with the mm. Rakuten Golden Eagles. So I guarantee half the people listening to this are like, I don't who. Um have is there a documentary on him yet? King know. of Pawtucket. Fifty years in Pawtucket. There's some diehard Pawtucket fans that are like, I never thought he'd leave. Yeah. He was our favorite. He couldn't. I mean, if he you're Russ. He wanted to get paid his money. He had to stay in Pawtucket, Open dude. Open up a bar. He's making 50-something million or more than 70. It's a lot of money to play. Triple <laughs> Off the top of my head, I believe it was a $72 million contract. I mean, wow. I got to be honest with you. That's, it's good sounds cheese, easy. Sounds easy, but you go, you go try to play in. Triple A and Puck Tuck in the International League for that long. Jeez. Okay. Oh. Okay, you're right. Seven years, <laughs> 72 and a half mil. Damn. That ain't bad, man. That ain't bad. You know what I'll, I'll say about Rusney? Okay. Is that he didn't pack it in. Like, he still yeah. worked his ass. And he still was, like, there, like, running balls out, you know, playing good defense, like, really playing the game. Where I've seen other guys, there's you – know, that's that's – it's not too uncommon of a story of guys having to play in AAA to collect their paycheck, and they just cash it in, bro. I'd say I tell a story about Keigawa all the time. Keigawa used to serve meatballs up in AAA, and he didn't care. But Rusney wasn't that way, so you have to give credit to him for that. Keigawa served meatballs up in the MLB as well. Everywhere. I think that was his only only offering. His I used dish. to send limos. Two people I would send limos. Three people. Keigawa. Phil Hughes and Bruce Chen, they all got the limo treatment from me. <laughs> if anyone is really confused about Rusty Casillo, they, they gave him a contract for $70 million. They gave him a shot in the MLB right away. It didn't pan out. And then the next year, it was really bad. So they were like, well, shit, if this dude isn't going to be a major leaguer for us and we're going to have to pay him all this money, we need to take him off the 40-man so it doesn't hit the luxury tax. So they they – Put him on waivers. No one claimed him because the amount of money attached to him was insane. So the the Red Sox never brought him back, I don't believe, brought him back on the 40-man because that meant the money went towards the luxury tax and they were trying to reset it and get underneath it. So he was not on the 40-man. No other team would take him. And he had to can just continue playing knowing he wasn't going to get called up because the Red Sox weren't going to take the luxury <laughs> cap hit. So it's just tons of money. It's yeah. very weird. Nine played nine games in 2016. Hasn't played in the big since. Just like a state of limbo. Like the money counted for the Red Sox, but also didn't count against their luxury cap. So it was kind of not real for them. But it was real. I don't know. Had to pay him real dollars. Yeah, I know. But you know, everyone yeah. cared. Is so that's that. So Trev, now he's free and he's playing wherever he wants. Trev, can I ask you a question? The Liam Hendricks contract. Some pretty real money. That's some that's some quiche. Do you think that affects the hitters market at all? Is is that a weird weird way to look at it? Because like, like if DJ's like, well, that dude got this, I better get like that's three what times I'm thinking. It. I mean, I just I, I think there's teams that are going to spend money and teams that aren't going to spend money. So if you're uh, play a position that a team that's going to spend money is in need of, then you're saying okay. But if these teams aren't going to spend money. They're not going to spend money regardless of your position. So we have so far the Padres, the White Sox, and the Royals are like Mets. the aggressive teams in free agency. Has anybody else signed anybody? Los Mets. The, oh, sorry, the Mets. That's another obviously a big one I missed. Padres, White Sox, Mets, and then surprisingly at number four, the Royals. It's interesting, man. I think things will heat up because spring training, guess what, guys? It's like a month away. It's like a, two days over a month away before we're back in the RV covering the games. Mm. So are we doing that again? Pandemic, probably not. COVID? COVID? Vac- vaccines? Vaccine party? God. Man. I wish. That's sad. 
Um, and the last the last bullet point here is that the Astros signed Ryan Stanek. Stanek. The pirate that used to be on the Rays, and the Rays traded him to the Marlins for Nick Anderson, which was a pretty good upgrade for yeah. them in the reliever department. So, you know, the Rays used to have just all these pirates out of their bullpen, and they kind of one by one been getting rid of them, so... Goodbye to him. I like Stanick. I played with him. Uh, throws cheese. If he goes over to Houston and gets the good sticky stuff, who knows, mm. man? Who's the other pirate? Wood. Hunter Wood. Hunter Wood. Stanick was like the original, the opener. Yeah. Yes. I think Sergio Romo technically is the first one ever. Ooh. And then Stanick became kind of the guy. Hunter Wood is such a pirate. Like a real pirate? Yes. Like could be. Yes. Like a Somali pirate that's going to quick. No, not Somali. More, you know, old school Caribbean. Old school Caribbean. I mean, let's see if I can find I think it's a Caribbean when you're referring to pirates because that's what Disney says. Mm. Oh, my gosh. He does look like a swashbuckler. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> they used to have Hunter Wood and Stanek come out of the bullpen. I was like, who are these pirates? Why are they doing this? It's not a great look. I was just going to say that. Stanek remembered as one of the early openers that the Rays used to throw out there a lot. Did it? Weren't you part of the conversation? I was here. I missed that. Oh, yeah. Literally, Trev said, said that. Yeah. I'm famous too. Oh. That was that was full circle from Trev's owning me up before. I was looking up, and it turns out Daddy was right again. Trev, you you made me think of Houston and giving them the good sticky icky, which I like a lot. Uh, also, a guy who has massive splits um, if he gets rest when when he pitches back to back, he gets roughed up. So don't do it. See how Houston deploys him. Probably oh, is Trev have a hand up? I just before we have to talk about this before, have and we can spend very little time on it. The article that came out, okay, um, talking about the sticky stuff. Bubba Harkins Ooh. suing the league, um, naming names, named a lot of names. Yeah. A lot of your, a lot of the prominent pitchers in the league. Um, I've kind of got some inside sources and all that. Wow. If this does go to trial, which I really don't expect it to go to trial, I believe he's going to get some sort of payment and just say, sign the NDA and go away. But if this does go to trial, I have it on good authority that it's going to be a shit show and there's going to be a lot, a lot of names being named and specifics being named and text messages, screenshots, all that stuff is there. It's not going to go to trial. MLB is just going to pay him. What do you guys think about this, though? I think this is a huge story. Nobody else cares, and I don't understand. Well, they attached Garrett Cole's name to it, so that gave it a lot of juice. Um, smart move by them. You need a superstar to head a cheating whatever solution. I, I do think it's very comparable. I think it's very comparable to Corked Bats. I, I made that comparison when we had Eno on to talk about it then, and then you made it in your tweet as well, Trev, and it's really weird. It's because hitters have said forever we don't care, and it's Stop using the word pine tar. Someone tweeted at Trevor yeah. Power. Did, so you're saying you didn't use pine tar. Very easy no for him yeah. in the semantics world because it's not technically pine tar. It's a new lotion or sticky stuff. Substance. So you just need to say, like, widen the net if you ask people and say, did you use a foreign substance or sticky stuff? Well, um, yeah, and, and pine tar is illegal for pitchers. But but the the narrative that no one cares about pine tar has been drawn and bought into and believed by the masses forever. So you need to get away from that word if you want people to start caring. And just you can't say pine tar. You need to say something else, and then give them substance. and then give them all the stats about how if you throw one pitch one inning, it, it'll be this good. If you go put the new s- sticky substance on your fingers the very next inning without any changes. Not working out, not changing, nothing, the same exact arm motion. It's better. I think then people will start to understand this might be a problem. Um, it's going to be a hard route to get people to care about this because it we it's been driven into everyone's head that no one cares forever. I tried to meme it. I tried to meme it. My meme was supposed to mean this is what hitters are okay with and this is what they're not okay with. Uh, pine tar is not – they shouldn't be using pine tar. 
Okay. Rosin, sunscreen, and sweat. Go put those three things together. It's very tacky and sticky. That's all you need for grip. Hitters do not care about that stuff. It's the specific formulated foreign illegal substances that takes your spin rate up 300 RPMs instantly. That's what people care about. But it's hard to like explain that. And it's not sexy when you talk about it that way. Uh, but this is a, it's a big deal. Trev, it's a big deal and nobody cares. You just got to follow the M- MLB's solution problem. Let it run rampant and get out of control and hope something happens that takes care of itself. We'll see a news dump. We'll s- there'll be a settlement and it's then tr- like that's how you traded the bumps on your balls. Nothing's going to happen until it's day one of an MLB season and no, no. four this umpires. Exactly when, Jake. Four January umpires 20th, you have the inauguration. Everyone's going to be talking about it. The MLB will come out and say, oh, yeah, we settled this lawsuit with Bubba Harkins. Signed an NDA. I don't care about that. Well, I do care because Bubba got screwed. Take care of Bubba. Bubba um, got I'm, screwed. I'm saying the actual baseball substance solution isn't going to get cured until day one of an MLB season when five umpires go to the mound and say, your pitcher has to leave the game. He's using a substance. And MLB will never do that. They could. They could. The umpires could just go do that shit on their own. If, if the umpires are feeling spiteful this year. Love it. Never know. I cannot wait for Inauguration Day news dump. Yeah. Oh, so many things are coming. They're not giving out the MVP award that day? <laughs> White Sox are going to extend uh, Cora. Well, that doesn't Red make Sox. sense. I'm at the Red Sox. Cleveland announces their new name. Oh. And it's, and it's the Redskins. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it, but I didn't want to be the one that's... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, that's the episode. Thank you very much for joining us, guys. Liam Hendricks, blah, blah, blah. You already listened to it. I don't need to recap it. We all had a great time. Everyone was smiling ear to ear the entire hour. Thank you guys very much for joining. We will see you next Tuesday. And before that, we'll see you on Thursday. Hopefully we get some news. <laughs> Smooth.